that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 636 for April 30th, 2020. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is returning guest, Adam Angst of Tidbits. Welcome back to the show, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me, Allison. Well, as you guys have all heard me mention before, I am very proud of the fact that I've been doing the NoSilicast for 15 years. Now, while I do think that's a big accomplishment, Adam has been writing tidbits for 30 years. So I'm thinking maybe I just finished the first lap, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ultras where you just kind of keep going around in circles and they're really big circles. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I wonder whether you and I both have one thing that a lot of people don't have. It's that we don't know how to stop things. <laughs> Why would you stop? Well, exactly. I, like I heard some people talking, they were uh, like competing over who had had more jobs. And in my world, you, we competed on, hey, I've been there 35 years. What have you done? You know, oh, 10, 12. Pfft, what's that? I think you may have just dated us, though. I, I, I do believe <laughs> that like, you know, you know, younger people really do switch jobs and like houses every five years. And oh, I, houses, you know, like, I think against change but not those sort of changes. <laughs> yeah. I like to change software. I like to change operating yeah. systems. I don't like yeah. to change my job or like, I go to a hairdresser I've been going to for like 20 years. I don't even like her. I don't think she does that good of a job, but I've been going to her. So I keep going to her. I don't, I, why would you stop that? <laughs> yeah. For me, I guess that's my dentist that, that uh. I went, I've been going to the same dentist since I was a kid. And uh, we, we spent 10 years in Seattle. We came back, immediately went back to the same dentist. And, <laughs> and it made sense for a while because it really was the same dentist, even the same dental hygienist. So I can, my, my parents went there. My grandmother went to her. The stress is talk, less when you know. Even, you know what to talk about, right? Right. But of course, I've been back in Ithaca for 20 years now. And the guy sold the practice. My hygienist retired. So the only person who's still the same and the only reason we go to this dentist is the receptionist. <laughs> Who's fabulous. She's great. So, you know, like, I, you know, but I say she retires. I'm done because she's not you know, like, going I, to the dentist. Then I don't even know who the dentist. There's two of them. I don't even know what their names are. I actually don't like my hygienist. You know, it's, it's the same thing. You know, like I'm, I'm just kind of like stuck in this rut on this particular one. But as soon as Paula leaves the receptionist, I'm, I'm out of there. <laughs> I, I think I actually have finally found somebody who is exactly like me in this because that that is the exact sentiment. You know, in some cases, my dentist happens to be amazing, but I, I'm sure that if he left and, or he sold the practice, I would still go to whoever was there because that's where I go. Precisely. You know? <laughs> I mean, they even moved the they sold the practice. They moved the office. And I just oh, you kept moved. going. Oh, really? Oh, you even followed it to a different yeah, building. Yeah, was a new dentist in that old place right away. So <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, I, it is. I mean, I was like, I'm perfectly happy to, you know, try new apps. I will try a new app at the drop of a hat. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, you know, once I get used to something, I'm, I'm pretty happy with I don't, it. Usually. I don't change shoes. Like, well, these are the shoes that I wear. You know, like well, I, I bought two of the same pairs of shoes for work and I alternated them. And that way I could have one in getting new heels when the other one was being worn. Why would I have different shoes? I have these well, shoes. So I'm, I'm a runner, I'm not injured, and uh, one of the things runners struggle with is is that you find a, a, a type of shoe you like, yeah. Yeah. like the Saucony Canvaras. And, but the shoe companies, they're like software companies, they have to have something new every freaking year. Oh, I hate and so that. Them. And they don't, they don't just put a new number on, they change something every year. And they've gotten, with some shoes, like the, actually the Canvara is pretty good. I haven't had like a 
a, a change where it's been a problem. But sometimes people are like, I have to have the, you know, the Brooks Pure Flow 3 because the 4 was terrible. And then the 5 wasn't very good. And then the 6, you know, is a completely different shoe. And you know. I live in the past by buying the same shoe from an outlet. And so I can skip every other generation usually. At some point uh, years ago, this, cause this has been a problem in the running, running shoe world for decades. And at some point, one of the companies, uh, the mail order companies, actually went to the factories in China that had made shoes from like 10 years before and got them to start making them again. Oh. And they were really popular. It was like people were like, ooh, the, the, the New Balance 880? I need the New Balance 880. <laughs> Well, that brings up a good point. I, I uh, in 1978, my brother, who was kind of a Birkenstock hippie kind of guy, took me into a, a, a one of his hippie stores, and he turned me onto this hair conditioner called uh, um, it's the herbal conditioner from uh, Nature's Gate, and I started using it in 1978. I am still using that conditioner, and and in this case, I actually love it. It smells really good. I love what it does with my hair. And I went to buy a refill on, on Amazon and they were like $75 because the company stopped making it. And I, I literally don't know what I'm going to do when I run out. Like, how do I find new conditioner? Uh, I, I, you could shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the only choice. Uh, my, my listeners know uh, I had a mechanic for 30, over 30 years, a guy named Honda Bob, and I never bought anything but a Honda. But I mean, I like the cars anyway, but... I didn't know how do you find a second mechanic. So when when he retired, I bought a Tesla because now I don't go to a mechanic. So (laughs) electric cars, you don't you you bring them in once a year for they so they can be checked. You know, yeah, yeah. Like give it a once over. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Open the hood, realize there's no engine, close it again. You're good to go. I don't know. (laughs) There's no fluids here. We got to refill the washer fluid, you know? Okay, fine. That actually is one of the, the only thing you're allowed to fill yourself. There's a little thing. It says this, this is it. This is your, if you feel like doing maintenance, fill this. But this yeah. isn't actually why I'm invited. It's a good segue, right? Because some people have been reading tidbits for 30 years. That is so and I cool. hope they like it. They're not just stuck in a rut. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like tidbits, but man, you know I've been reading it for 30 years. I'm just... I, I did get one email uh, from someone who said that, you know, she and she actually was, you know, wanted to become a tidbits member. She wanted to support us. She's like, I've only read a few of them, but I really like getting it. <laughs> like, okay, thank you. <laughs> well, actually, that's how you and I started, started talking again was, I don't actually read long form articles. I write long form articles, so I don't have much time to read them, but I believe in tidbits and I like getting the the newsletter and I sort of scan it real quickly. So I became a member and started funding it because this should exist. Well, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, it's I mean, you know, and to be fair, I do understand what we write is pretty long. Um, you know, that we're doing detailed stuff. And, you know, the world's moved on from some people just don't want to have, don't have the time or don't want to go into things in that detail, but they might want to know that they could. You yeah. know, sort of like that there. Oh, yeah, there was an article. Let me go find that now. And yeah, well, so Bart, Bart brought it up that. In our segment we call Security Bits every other week, uh, Bart gave a reference to Glenn, Fle- Glenn Fleischman's article in Tidbits where he explained what the problems were with Zoom and what you should do about them. Yeah, I know. It was, talk about long form. <laughs> but uh, it was that was one article that I read, you know, letter by letter. I mean, I read every single detail of that. And it was long. It took me quite a while to read it. But I was fully informed, had great information. So... 
having this kind of resource in our community, I think, is uh, is really critical. Yeah, and actually, I just wrote an article um, last week about uh, my 27-inch IMAX SSD died, uh, which this proved to be interesting. I mean, you know, like, yes, I've got backups. Backup that I didn't lose anything, right? So right. this was merely trouble. Mm-hmm. And so what is the solution? You know, and there's all sorts of possible solutions. And so the article is kind of about, you know, what happened, um, the decisions I, I went through and why I chose to do what I did, as opposed to some of the other ones. Like, I could just bought on a 27 in, another 27-inch iMac and <laughs> restore it from backup and be, be done. But right. that, that, you know, that's $3,200, where instead I could spend $200 on an external SSD and boot from the external SSD and, you know, various different things with, oh, but this is a 2014 machine, which only has USB 3.0 and Thunderbolt 2, and what's the actual best performance approach? And, uh, you know, it it was one of those things where, I mean, I tried to make it entertaining, and I interspersed it with all, like, lessons people could learn, or lessons Mm -hmm. I had learned, honestly, um, you know, that I thought, I've got good backups, I'm fine. I didn't think my bootable duplicate is actually so slow that it cannot be used. Oh, no. Hard drive, bootable duplicate? unusable really because it's spindle yeah, drive you just, you just can't do it i mean it's you mean you mean you you could but you it, can't it, it, you know or literally can't it would work i believe but you probably wouldn't be able it wouldn't be able to work the way i do so i normally have 10 to 20 apps open at once mm-hmm. um 32 gig of ram things like that but the fact is is that some things hit the disk and the the SSD, to give you an idea, the SSD is about 400 megabytes per second, um, read and write, whereas the hard disk is about 20. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, so you meant using it day to day. You didn't mean recovering your data from it. Oh, no, just using it day to day, precisely. Oh, for, okay. For just back to it or recovering. Yeah, it's slow. Who cares? Oh, okay. Right? I thought you meant it wouldn't recover. I was like, what? The IMAX SSD inside it is dead. How do yeah. I get working? Yeah. And yeah, so the first right, way right. I started working was was uh, my MacBook Air in target disk mode. So using over, over Thunderbolt two, which is about 120 megabytes per second, and that actually worked pretty well. So essentially, your Mac, uh, your iMac is being a display, or it's being yep. yep, it is booting from the MacBook Air in that case. So the processor is actually the the MacBook. iMac. And the hard drive is the MacBook Air. Oh, that's or the SSD. okay. So the, okay, so yeah, yeah. So it's not just a display. It's actually still a computer, but it's using the disk on the yeah, MacBook Air. That's that's a really interesting. What I what I love about this kind of story, and I I hope my storytelling method of my foibles does the same, is none of us may run into the exact problem you had, but your decisions are what inform people and make people go, "Hey, wait a minute! Didn't Adam do something creative in that situation?" And I'm, you know, I'm pretty clear about, I mean, like, we actually had a big discussion on Tibbet's talk about this before I wrote the article, um, which did inform some of my thinking. And, and what, I mean, well, like, there's no right answer here, right? You know, these are all correct possible approaches. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do this one because, you right, know, like, I right. don't want to buy a new 27-inch iMac right now. I, mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be a new one soon enough. And that's, I'm willing to wait a little bit longer. We're so, investing you know, a couple hundred that. bucks is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't choose to repair it right away because it's a 27-inch IMAX. you got to cut the screen off. Right, right. 
this time easy repair. If it had been if it had been something I could just un you know just take some screws out and replace it, sure I would have just replaced it with an internal one. So it's like just in, just interesting levels of discussion. I explained why I chose everything I did and didn't choose the things I didn't do. And again, people don't have to agree or disagree on the on what they would do, but they can they can then evaluate it and go ah if it's, if this were me I'd do I'd do this other thing. But here's where that decision tree went. Yeah, Slightly. yeah, that's Slightly. really. And, and a couple of people, you know, I got a couple of not really nice comments from people like, "Wow, I was riveted the whole time." I'm like, "Oh, okay, did my job then." <laughs> yeah, I really should read this newsletter thing that you do. This tidbit. <laughs> you, you know, if you if you get sucked in, I hear there's 30 years of back archives. <laughs> hey, you 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 said something. You said tidbits talk. Is that a podcast? No, it's a oh. it's a discussion. Uh, it, so it started out life as a mailing list. Now it's a web forum. Oh, oh, okay. I got and, excited. And, yeah. So technically, we so it's this app, um, app service. Well, it's an app called Discourse. It's a you know Unix. Yeah. App. Um, and and we use it for two things. One is it actually powers all the comments on our articles. Huh. And. Then tidbits talk is just another category within discourse where people can post their own stuff, start their own topics. So oh, every okay. article starts a topic, and then people discuss it, and all those posts will show up underneath the article, even on our main website. But if you go over to the discourse site, then you can see the normal discourse interface and you know post your own, start your own discussions in tidbits talk. And I've been doing oh, okay. this for decades as well i don't know how long ago um the archives but i bet you changed the software over the years yeah this thing has been through about four software changes and that's Mm -hmm. sort of the problem is is that it's never been easy to like i actually have all the data um but it's never been easy to import it in a useful way and and in some sense do you really care that much about seeing discussions that happened 15 years ago about something that is no longer accessible in any way. You know I mean? <laughs> On the anniversary I, of those things. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love to be able to import the stuff just for the sake of importing it, but it's, it's like, it's one of those things where it's a lot of work probably for me and a developer to do and, it. And, so, and light on value. Well, so uh, you and your wife, Tanya started this, right? Yes. Can you tell us the genesis of, of tidbits? How did it, how did it come about? So it was in fact Tanya's idea. So, you know, always give credit where credit is due. So um, Tanya was working at Cornell University in the uh, microcomputers and office systems division. She was the new technologies consultant. This is right out of college. So we were, you know, 21, um, 22. And um, uh, microcomputers and office systems, as you can imagine from the name, is an old was an old division, like it hadn't really come up to speak. They also they sold computers, they sold Macs and PCs, uh, actually Next machines, because um, the Next was around then, nice. and uh, but also faxes and copiers and stuff like this. This was all for internal Cornell sales, and so a lot of her colleagues were not really that up on the computer world at this point in time, because they'd been there for a while and were you know in their 30s or 40s and were you know they they sold office systems <laughs> so so she thought oh i'm going to do this i want to do this little newsletter um something do something weekly where i'll you know talk you know summarize what went on in the computer world for these people and we got yeah. at the time mac world and mac user and mac week and pc world uh, sorry pc week and info world which were also weeklies and these are weekly trade magazines you had to lie on the application form and pretend you were in charge of lots of computers to get um so uh um 
so I she came came home one day and said she wanted to do this. And she'd been also she had PageMaker skills from working with the Mac user group and being a communications major at Cornell. And she wasn't having any opportunity to use her PageMaker skills. Okay. So she's like, I'm gonna lay this out in PageMaker. It'll you know be sort of a double win. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's you know I'd, I'd be love I'd love to help you do that. Um, and instead of using PageMaker, I want to put the text into HyperCard because HyperCard was the cat's pajamas at the time. Okay, Dr. Marianne Gary is super excited right now because HyperCard came up. Every time somebody says HyperCard, she goes, yay, HyperCard. Perfect. So um, so, so the PageMaker uh, slash print version lasted um, two weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> it, but wait a minute, just, then you moved it out of the tool she was trying to get more practice with. Well, I think, well, I think what it was, and I don't actually even remember, to be honest, again, this was 30 years ago, um, whether like it was sort of just too much work to be laying it out every week uh. um, or like it just wasn't well enough received um, by her colleagues so that it wasn't worth doing it because they weren't appreciative enough. Hmm. And so regardless, the HyperCard version lasted 99 weeks. And then we switched to a text-only format that we developed with a guy named Ian Feldman um, called C-Text. And that lasted, well, that's basically lasted ever since. Um, the At some point in our, actually, take that back, um, a year, two years ago, when we uh, switched to our current content management system, we're actually using WordPress now, we stopped putting out the, the text-only version um, so that in essence, the C-text version went away at that point. But uh, but yeah, so now we're at issue 1510, 11? I can never quite remember. It's, it's 1511. Yeah, so 1511 weeks. Wow. Going. Which is, wow. you don't really think of weeks in that number of, you know, number, <laughs> three weeks, two weeks, five weeks, seven, even six weeks, 18 weeks sometimes, but 40 weeks, but never 1511 weeks. Wow. So uh, I guess that answers my question of your, your vision for it. What, what kind of hardware were you using on that back in 1990? What were you, what were you sporting? Oh, SE30 all the way. Oh, man. Um, you had the SE30. Wow. Ever. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, well, it, was, it wasn't even our first machine. So we bought an SE and then we upgraded it to an SE30. Uh, so I forget. Um, what did the SE30 have that the SE didn't have? A SE830 processor. So oh, okay. Contact. Um, and it had uh, a slot. So we had it. Um, uh, I actually was using the SE30 with an Apple 13-inch RGB monitor. So I've been using two screens on my Macs since the very beginning. Wow. I, oh, I've that's crazy. Used, use a desktop Mac without two screens. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I use a laptop, but almost primarily with two screens. Uh, but I don't actually use the laptop screen very much. It's just sort of like an overflow where I throw stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me, I mean, the, the SE30 obviously was, you know, you had the little itty bitty black and white one and then the, you know, the 13 inch, the huge 13 inch 13 color inch. I've told uh, this story a hundred times, probably even told it to you last time we were on here that when the, uh, when the, uh, first Macs came out with their little, how big was that screen? Oh gosh. Nine, nine inches. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I've had this. I've done this. This uh, trivia question of whether or not there was more, there were more pixels on the original iMac or the iPhone original iPhone. Um, and I, I think bet it's. I bet I, the uh, Apple Watch Series Five has more pixels now. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I remember saying that I didn't see why anybody thought we needed color on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I also said we didn't need a screen bigger than that. 
<laughs> I'm a yeah. visionary. So it turns out that there are some limits on screen sizes uh, <laughs> because um, if it gets too big, you can't, you know, it's, it's, it's the same problem with the, with TV screens, right? You know, that it's the viewing distance matters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you don't, in a movie theater, you don't sit six feet from the screen. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. do that. That'd be overwhelming. You couldn't, you couldn't sit see the front row at an IMAX and see how you feel. <laughs> Precisely. And so there is, there are some limits, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, <laughs> So, so what I've done almost ever since I've tried always, if I can, to match my screen sizes. Mm. And so now I'm on a 27 inch iMac with a 27 inch Thunderbolt. Um, so I, I have seen uh, beforehand, we were doing some uh, experimenting before we started recording. And I did make a, a crack, though, that I saw you moving your entire upper body as you were looking for a, <laughs> something that should have come up on screen. And you were you were like, I mean, you were working your core to get to what it was. So <laughs> you may already be past that deer with two 27 inches. Yeah, well, and so so they're they're angled in. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how Steve so does it. It brings the, the corners in a little bit more. but. I have always thought, you know, oh, I couldn't, I, you know, I need two monitors, but Dell and Philips and Samsung have all come out with these 49-inch curved monitors now mm. that are 5120 by 1440, which is exactly the same number of pixels I have on my 227s. Okay. So it's actually not inconceivable that I could go to a Mac a Mini. single monitor. Yeah. And one big monitor. And, and no seam are- in the middle. No seam in the middle, so it'd be better in that way. And when you know, the SSD dies, you don't have to tear the screen off. That's right. Um, the only downside is is that it's not it's the pixel density is not nearly as high as the retina uh, screen. The retina would, screen is so gorgeous. That would kill now. That yeah. it, I don't know that I can tell 5K from 4K, uh, but I could definitely tell 4K from everything else uh, beyond a yeah. doubt. Now, part of that is because I had cataract surgery, and now I have I have eyes of like Superman. <laughs> I mean, it's it's awesome. <laughs> The uh, well, I'm sitting, you know, with a retina screen next to a non-retina screen. I can really tell. Yeah, yeah. It's Steve just, separates the kinds of things he puts, like text-based things, are are on the uh, retina screen, on the on the five K screen, and then the other one uh, gets, you know, I mean, I guess I, there's always text, but for me, it's still text. But like, you know, what I'm working on is always in front of, you know, like what I'm I always write on the and read email on the screen in front, the retina screen in front of me, and then the ret- Thunderbolt display always has my web browser. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm mostly focused on like the the two thirds of each screen, okay. um, the center two thirds of each screen. But you know, you figure this stuff out over the years. But it's just, you know, this is, you know, I know some people are like, oh, I can do all my work on the iPad. I'm like, you know you know, have fun with that tiny little screen, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong. iPads are great, but they do not replace 51, 20 by 1440 size desktops. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, uh, do you use uh, sidecar when you're on a laptop so that you have two screens? No, I mostly just do it. Do, um, actually when I, when I'm on a laptop, um, I, I do one app at a time. Oh really? Um, yeah, I, I, the screen's not big enough for anything else, and and I've tried, you know, doing secondary screen stuff, but it's all just too small, really. I don't really work on laptops hardly at all, so they're only for okay. travel anyway. So you know, I, when I'm when I'm a laptop, I'm usually in an airplane or in a hotel room or whatever, so it's not convenient to try to bring out a second monitor anyway. Okay, I find that it's I like certain. I like certain things uh, like when I'm uh, when I'm programming, I I like all of my programming tools, all my editors and everything on my on my main screen. And then I like to have the uh, what I'm testing on the Web over on my iPad. 
so I could hit refresh and see, did that work? And it's just sort of like, like a, a standing monitor that has one job. I'm not actually doing anything over there. Yeah. And I just don't do, ever do that kind of work when I'm on a laptop. When I'm on a laptop, I'm reading the web, doing email and writing. Those are okay, the only so things. Single you know, focus kind of things. It's just, you know, it's, and I'll switch back and forth. if I need to research something, you know, and then write about it. But uh, it's, I, you know, again, it's just not where I do more interesting types of work. I, I, should, I shouldn't even say that. That's, that's not a good way of putting it. Um, I don't do the kind of work that requires screen space. Okay. It comes to do, uh, okay, we got to get some metrics here. How many words per minute do you type? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. And well, maybe next the, time you're on, you could come back with a full report. Yeah. Well, see, it's an interesting question, though, because I never, I mean, typing words per minute only makes sense if you're typing from something. Ah, because if you're thinking it's a different speed. I mean, I, I write at the speed I write at, and I will write a, I'll write a couple of sentences, and then I'll stop, and I'll think yeah. for a minute, and I'll write some more, and then I'll stop and go read something for 10 minutes and come back and write two words or edit something. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that's um, I've never been I've I've never really tested myself seriously because I'm just never doing that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. I suspect that I type reasonably quickly, but not not not, not wicked amazingly. So you how know. about how many words per week would you say you type? Do you have any feel for that? Oh, my goodness. Um, it depends a lot on the week. Um, uh, just, Wait, how yeah, long was your SSD article? You know how many words that was? That was like, uh, let me see, maybe 3,700 words. Okay, good, good, healthy, good, healthy. And, and, you know, like I can write 3,700 words and I wrote that mostly in a day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, um, and like (laughs) the article. Okay, so 3,700 divided by 24 hours. That's how fast (laughs) Adam types. (laughs) It didn't take me that long. That's way too long. I mean, what I find funny about this is, is that was an easy article to write. You know, I lived it. So I just had to put the words down. Right. You know, what's harder is when I have to go research something and figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And, and simultaneously, you know, like it can take me 15 or 20 minutes to write a paragraph sometimes if it's. The, it just if, won't we, come out. Some of, well, some, no, it's some of the, some of the stuff we write is, it's like, we're saying, go read this other article. We call them mm-hmm. extra bits. And and so it the, the one paragraph has to be sort of a summary slash promotion of why you should go read this other article. And it can take a while to get, you know, four or five sentences to be just right. So maybe that's part of the um, I think it was um, Mark Twain who said, yes. I didn't have time to send you a, a short letter, so I'm sending you a long one. Yes, yes. Uh, my apologies for the length of the letter, but I, I, if I had had more time, I would have made it shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. No, and so like that article, that huge Zoom article about Zoom uh, security problems that Glenn wrote, Glenn writes very, very quickly. Um, and so he can he can really smash things out. But then he also needs a lot of editing when he writes that quickly. Right, right. Uh, so, I, I didn't ever think about how many words per week I write. Until um, I was at Blog World Expo and I went to a session on WordPress and I was uh, I raised my hand to ask a question. I said, so I write a blog post that's about 5000 words per week. And the woman stopped me and she goes. Why is that one blog post? (laughs) Now is the first time I ever thought about how long am I actually writing? But I mean, I I wrote two thirty four hundred word blog posts last week. I save one for this week's show, but uh, 
uh, that's when I realized that I write a lot. And I think that's why my Bluetooth keyboard, my magic keyboard might have died. <laughs> I, I should find out when I got it and calculate how many words it had to type. It turns out they actually have a, a shelf life, or, you know, a word limit. <laughs> yeah, actually. Nope, you're dead. You're done. <laughs> Too many. I'm, hope, I'm hoping that's what it is. It might also be a Bluetooth problem. I'm not sure. But uh well, that's interesting. So one of the things I like about tidbits um, when I do read is it's not like so many other publications that just regurgitate the news. I, I'm I'm really weary of you look up an art or you find out something happened and you look for multiple sources and every single thing you read is all pointing to somebody who wrote something original and everybody else is just regurgitating. And, that, and to me, that gets really old. And I don't even count that as as news that's commentary but you guys create information and 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 to be fair we do do these what we call the extra bits um because sometimes someone else has just done a great job and we should point at their article yes. we should not regurgitate it yeah you know like yeah. our extra bits are a paragraph and that's intentional because we don't want to have people just read our stuff and not go read the article we're only publishing this because we think this article is worthwhile is other people's article so yeah that said, that's that's a different thing that's pointing right, that's you to different. valuable content precisely but yeah i have i don't say that i don't want to say that. i don't want to i don't want to say this in a bad way but <laughs> i have relatively little respect for regurgitation um yeah it's easy to rewrite someone else's article and even if you're giving them credit it's i it, it's a it's not plagiarism, but it's not exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's not new. It's not original. It's it's not the Marquis of Queensberry rules. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at somebody uh, who is very well respected by many, many, many people in the Mac community, and I'm not going to name them because. But I've never thought that they were all that in a bag of chips the way people say they are. And this person referenced an article written, an original article written by Dan Morin, and didn't even freaking link to his article. Yeah. And it's like, God, you really come on, you know, and then yeah. regurgitated their thoughts about it. You know, it was, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's so. So, again, we come from such a different world. So when Tidbit started, there was Mac World, Mac User and Mac Week mm -hmm. in the U.S. anyway. I mean, obviously, it's other Mac format and various other things in other countries. But that was it. So what we thought we had to do was be professional so we needed to be like those publications and so that's always been our our take on things so we, we don't just predate blogging we predate the web <laughs> um so so you know so when when blogging became a thing i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> um, and and so what i New do money. find interesting <laughs> there, there are styles that have evolved over time in terms of blogging and actually have come and gone. So like Daring Fireball, I don't know if they were the, if John Gruber was the first, but you know, the, the approach of, you know, a, a quote and then a pithy comment hmm. is a really, I mean, it, I don't think that really existed before uh, because it couldn't, right. It's, it's a, it's an internet only thing. Right. And I don't know if he was the first, but he was certainly early um, in that. And then, then there were the blogs, the blog posts that were kind of back and forth conversations almost, you know, where, yeah. where people would, you know, and again, those were a new thing. And, and so we they're basically really, what Twitter is now. 
yes, but but not stupid. So, um, <laughs> uh, because they're not limited to 280 characters per thought. Um, so, so yeah, so so I guess in some respects, the regurgitation feels to me like a bastardization of that. We can do things a little differently. You know, that a, a professional publication shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing original reporting. And, you know, if maybe the original reporting was 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 totally exclusive, like, I don't know, the Pentagon Papers or, you know, something along those lines where, where you know, only one publication has it. Yeah, the Washington Post is going to write about what the New York Times said. Yeah, but they're not going to regurgitate it. They're going to go get their own sources and and write something about the Times article. Or maybe everybody going to the AP, for example, right? Yeah, Quoting and, the AP and yeah, yeah. I mean, a, yeah, AP is ish. more news than yeah. But you know, again, just thinking thinking original reporting where where something is only oh, one okay. place you can get it. Okay, and right. so that's and so I I find the whole and it, you know there's and as you say it's a it's a it's a slope. I know there's the people who are mostly, you know, entirely pointing all the way down to the people who are regurgitating without even crediting, (laughs) you know, and it just goes downhill the whole way about how I I don't want to be too judgmental, but I really don't. I don't approve of it. Um, Oh, I have my judgy pants up, hiked (laughs) up real high right now. I'm sorry. I'm all over that. Yeah. You know, and is it, you know, yes, I understand their business models and they need to have they need to have, you know, 17 posts a day so they can get enough, enough eyeballs, all that stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't want to play that game. I like to start with like if I find it on one of the sites that is a regurgitator, then I just keep following it back yes. until I find who wrote the original article. And a lot of people don't do that. They keep quoting these sources that are not sources at all. We do extra bits. Actually, that's one of the things that, well, of course, we often see something on a site which they'll be regurgitating. And yeah, and you do exactly the same thing. And sometimes it's well linked. And other times you're like, they had to have gotten this from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So see, oh yeah, look, there was an actually an Amazon blog post that said what Amazon is doing. We didn't have to go to the you know, three layers deep in the regurgitation. So, <laughs> hey, so in thinking back to milestones during the thirty years of tidbits, uh, right around ten years in, uh, that's when Apple almost went under, right? Yeah. Late nineties. Yep. So, what did you consider giving it up? Um. No. Did you lose faith? Um, not so much. Not not exactly. What we did at that time, actually, if I'm getting my timing, yeah, no, it's the timing's right. Is we actually started another publication with Glenn. We had a publication called Netbits hmm. uh, for mm, not quite a year. Forget exactly how long. Um, and basically, the idea was is that yeah, Apple was imploding, mm-hmm. and we didn't. You know, we, we weren't going to stop doing tidbits, but we didn't. I mean, like if Apple went under, we were going to stop doing tidbits. <laughs> and, <laughs> Just sending out blank paper once a week. <laughs> yeah, it, it wouldn't. Re- I mean, it, you know, like a failed companies don't have much news. <laughs> Still gone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah. So, so the idea, but uh, was that the internet was hot then. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the dot com boom. And so we thought, and we, and we were fully into that. Uh, we were, Glenn was, and everything like that. And the it, we thought, well, we can just recreate the tidbits process and and format and everything like that with internet news. Mm-hmm. And and we did. And and NetBits was fairly successful. We had more trouble getting sponsors. 
because we didn't have the same level of contacts that we did in the Mac world. Okay. So that was a little bit of a problem. And I'd have to go back and look. Again, this is so long ago. Um, Glenn actually had a Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh. And, and so he's, you know, he, 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 he had the version you get when you're young that you get better from. Oh, good. Um, but a good you one. Don't, yeah, yeah, right. But, um, but it's not good. Um, you right. know, it's still six to nine months out of your life and chemo and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that was part of why we stopped doing NetBits was that he just couldn't do stuff anymore. Okay. Uh, but it, okay. Was, it, it was all kind of connected, you know, with, you know, again, not being able to really make the, you know, get the funding going and things like that as well. Uh, so, yeah, so that, I don't think we ever really thought, oh, we're going to stop. I would say actually... A more troubling time was probably, what, about oh, four or five years ago? Not that Apple was in any trouble, of course, but just that not that interested anymore in a lot of the things Apple does. Oh, really? You know, like, oh, Apple TV Plus. I mean, obviously, this is a little bit newer, but bringing mm-hmm. the examples, but, you know, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade. Oh, give me a freaking break. <laughs> you know, I am not going to cover Apple's original tv content thank you thank you i you know all the tech shows do did for like a month straight was talk about whether they liked the show tc or uh, the morning show and it's like i don't tune into you to hear about tv if i want a tv podcast i'll go listen to what you know tv podcast but i I come to you for the tech side and it's like they thought oh well we have to cover this and it's and, not possible to cover it and not talk about whether you like the show. You can't right. do it. A human can't do that. Right. I mean, and, you know, and uh, we have talked a little bit about the fact that Apple is doing this because it is interesting to, like, the future of the company. Yes. But, but beyond that, I'm just totally uninterested. <laughs> I mean, I really couldn't care less. I've, I've, of course, got Apple TV Plus with, I don't know, I guess my iPhone 11 Pro when I bought that. Right, so I right. got a year of Apple TV Plus. Um, and you may even uh, like it, but that's not what you're in- we, we interested in writing. We the morning show once, you know, whatever. It, it didn't particularly excite us, so we never watched it again. And that's the last time I've opened Apple TV Plus. <laughs> so, it's like, so what? You know, who cares? <laughs> so I think the the important thing you're pointing at is that in order to write something like this for 30 years, you have to be really interested in what you're writing about. You know, it's the classic thing people say, oh, I want to start a podcast. And they say, oh, look at this cool mic I got. And I got these cool headphones and I upgraded my computer and I got, you know, and said, yeah, what are you going to podcast about? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> what, should I, what should I talk about? <laughs> you should talk about that thing. That when you used to be allowed to go to grocery stores, you talk to the person in line about. That's what you should. That's what you should podcast about. The thing you bore your friends about. Talk to you into a microphone because then people who care about that will listen. Yes. Yes. Um, so and, how did I, you get past that? that actually, well, as I said, that actually has been part of the problem. Is that um, a lot of what Apple does simply not that interested in, and you know that I just I like using my Mac. Um, you know, I actually like the iPhone quite a lot. I find the iPad a really nice little Netflix platform. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, and so, you know, but, but the fact is, is that, you know, there are many things that Apple, the Apple today does that are not that interesting to those of us who were watching the Apple of yesteryear. 
Is part of it that it's more incremental stuff like the 2020 iPad Pro came out and we all went, wait, what's the difference? <laughs> and and I, I, the Apple Watch Series 5 is my personal favorite. Near as I can tell, I got a new watch face because yeah. the only other feature it had was uh, always on, but my battery dies at like six o'clock if I leave it always on because of how much I exercise. So I don't have that part. I think I got the hearing thing. That was it. For five hundred dollars. Well, and see, I actually have an I have a Series Five as well, and I like it quite a lot because I upgraded from a two. Ah, see, I made the mistake of going from four to five. Four to five, totally worthless, completely yeah. worthless, as you've discovered. Um, you know, new face. Um, but yes, but a two to a five, boy, you feel that difference. Oh, that's light and speed. Light speed, right? You know that suddenly things where you would you would you would press the button, yeah, like I I started to start a workout in Strava, and then you'd literally tap the button. And, and, and count to three to see if the button was going to activate. <laughs> so yeah, you know, my friend Kevin has a series zero and he's debating whether to spend the $500 he got for his birthday on a, 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 the new uh, magic keyboard for his iPad when he already has a keyboard for his iPad or to upgrade his watch. I'm like, what are you nuts? <laughs> right. If you use the watch, guess if you want to know which one will will change your life more, it's absolutely that jump in the watch. I mean, even yeah. from a three to a five, the the bigger watch the the bigger watch face is hugely noticeable. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, and I right that was one of the things. Right, switching from a, what I guess a forty was it a thirty eight to, to thirty eight to forty. Yeah, yeah, that two millimeters somehow. I mean, two millimeters miles. is pretty small, but you really noticed it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and like, and, and but even like from a zero to a two, because I gave my son my two, and he's like, "Oh, this is so much better." Yeah. <laughs> so, so right, so there are a lot. But of now it's like, getting really incremental, so it's not that interesting to write about. I mean, I don't. I I think the only thing I read about the series five was, boy, I shouldn't have spent that money. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and again, this is it's a little bit what you have to do. So we actually will write about the news of the Series Five coming out, which is pretty cut and dried. You know, it's what Apple's telling us has changed because it's a, it's news, or you know, maybe we'll do a review, but reviewing it sort of on its own merits. But where we're trying to add value is the saying, "If you have a four, don't bother." Yeah. Um, or, yeah. When, I mean. We, you know, we wrote we wrote about the Series Five when it came out, but then it was like three months later that I was like, I have been living with a Series Five for three months, and here's what actually makes a difference for me. And always on, no difference whatsoever. I actually don't have the battery problem with it, but it's just like, yeah, whatever. Um, I actually find it a little irritating because because it look looks like it, it's, it's on and you tap on. it, nothing happens. Yeah. Like I tap on the complication, but it doesn't work because I'm tapping and waking it up. So I actually yeah. have to do more. Or, or if you're not using an app that supports it in some interesting way, like Workouts does, but Strava doesn't. Mm. So with Workouts, if you you just glance, it'll show you something useful because it understands right. um, the the always on mode. Whereas well, that's Strava, why I started turning it on. Was I started yeah. doing planks since I'm locked in my house and I can't go to the gym, and I need to see that timer running. Yes, right. Or <laughs> stopwatch. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's the, that's the kind of interesting stuff. And so that's where we've always really tried to say, what value can we add to this information? Right, that, right. That, that there is just information. And sometimes you, all you can do is, as, a, as a publication is share the information because you don't know anything else. But like with all the operating system updates, we always say, 
Okay, what we usually say is like with Mac OS, don't upgrade. <laughs> with iOS, now you say, say usually wait a week or two. <laughs> um, and with Watch OS and TVOS, like yeah, whatever. So <laughs> so with and let's switch gears to to talking operating systems because I think that the things that happen in the operating systems now are more interesting than what's happening in in the other services or hardware. And and to me, when the when the OS comes out, it's got a lot of fodder to because. There's often a lot of depth, like they tell us about everything in WWDC and we're like, oh my God, that's going to be amazing. And by the time it comes out, you're like, wait, it doesn't look any different. And you forget these 48 things that you have to go poking down in and find. So I think publications like yours are valuable to, to try to surface those things again later when we do have them. But the, this year they gave, or 2019, they gave us lots more entertainment by having the operating systems be dumpster fires, right? That, that, <laughs> that was fun. I mean, it's interesting, right? Very interesting. (laughs) You weren't bored last year. uh, You know, I, I am, I am only with 10.54 with a supplemental up 10.15.4 with a supplemental update. I am on the edge of saying, okay, I can recommend you upgrade now. If, but there's still this problem with mail where like it, you you can if you use it mail and do certain kinds of things you can actually lose messages in your in your mail store Oof. that's been going on for the entire time of Catalina and someone was just telling me recently apparently there's a bunch of people who are having trouble with external hard drives dis- you know disconnecting unexpectedly Ooh. in Catalina which I hadn't heard my, about before my favorite is that if my Mac goes to sleep naturally when it wakes back up it knows there's an external monitor attached but you can't get to it and it stays black. And the only way, and I talked to the doc, uh, I use a uh, CalDigit doc and I talked to them about it and they, cause I'm going through that. And they said, yeah, we're hearing this from a lot of people, but our, our competitors are hearing it as well with docs that, that this happens. If I say go to sleep, when I wake it up, it, it works. But if I let it fall asleep, it, it's black and there is nothing I can do to wake it up. And get it to come on screen, except unplugging it. And usually, my hard drive is uh, my backup drive is plugged in. So when I yank it, now I have to. So I have to. I have to go over. I can still see the eject thing that I've got in the menu bar. So I eject it and then bring it back up. And it's like, and and, and just just to to spread the love on the iPad today, it woke up sideways again. Oh yeah, mine often wakes up in the wrong orientation. You have to kind of do do this to it's get like, it to really? figure really? yourself out. It's, it's it's coming up. By, you know, WWDC's pretty soon. You're gonna start. I'm really hoping they come to WWDC and say, no, we're not doing another operating system. We're gonna let it ride and try to fix this one. See, see, it's this tension we have because right, the dumpster fires. I mean, we had so much content, <laughs> and people are people are depending on us. I mean, we feel important. <laughs> we feel like we're really doing a public service. Saying, to report Don't go the dumpster. to Catalina for God's sakes, whatever you do. I have never recommended people don't update before. I'm I'm a update on day one girl, and uh, and I know everybody shouldn't do that. But I usually a couple of weeks out, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think uh, maybe it was two months ago I told somebody, yeah, it's probably okay. <laughs> yeah, My right. friend Dorothy, who's a Luddite, man, she doesn't ever, she takes forever to update. She's going to do it um, Sunday, I think she's going to update. And I said, hey, I don't want to hear about it. I did not it's tell just, you to do it. for the call. You're going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, and so that's the tension, though, is on the one hand, you feel great as a publication as, you know, being able to help people. On the other hand, you're like, oh, come on. Couldn't you just ship something that freaking worked? <laughs> um, 
And, and, and it was so obvious they had just pushed um, iOS 13 and Catalina out too early. You know, yeah. that, that even they could tell because they were doing the like this the staged release of iOS 13.0 came only out for the iPhone and then iPad OS and 13.1 came out a week later and it was just it was just disastrous. And so from the from sort of the user standpoint, oh gosh, couldn't you just take a we're off? Yeah. You know, let Catalina and iOS 13 really settle. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but I heard somebody say, "Oh, WWDC's coming up. We'll get a new beta." I was like, "No!" <laughs> was my immediate reaction. Well, you know, as I was saying, I you know I have this new this SSD issue on my iMac, and as part of that, I ended up having to upgrade to Catalina mm. that I couldn't. Um, it, oh, you hadn't on your primary machine yet? No, no, my MacBook, and that's the thing. My MacBook Air has been running it forever, and it's been fine. So I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm not." A, I'm not offended by this. I'm certainly capable of it. I don't depend on anything that's problematic, but I had not done it. Mm-hmm. And um, trepidation. I, I, my problem was um, in as my my you know my backup, my bootable duplicate was Mojave, mm-hmm. and I and it was on an HFS plus backup disk. Okay. And I got the new SSD, and I'm like, okay, how am I going to get a recovery partition on this? Oh, so you got a third party? Yeah. yeah. Samsung T5 SSD external, and what I didn't do was I didn't have because I was had all this is like happening in the moment. Is I didn't have time to write to Dave Nannian of of, of Shirt Pocket, people who do Super Duper, and ask the question which I needed to ask, which is how does Super Duper know to, to create recovery partitions? Ah. And it turns out that it actually does everything correctly. It just does it for you. It just does it for you unless you are restoring to an HFS partition. Uh, if there's only if the disk is HFS and there's no HF no additional partition for recovery, it can't make one. Then hmm. you have to reinstall macOS because that can make the partition appropriate. But since you were going to APFS, but you were it okay. Just reform, I didn't form the SSD as APFS and it, and which um, you want to do super, anyway. Which I which want to do and SuperDuper is perfectly happy to do that. But it was basically it was just too many. There were too many unknowns with HFS Plus and and H, and, uh, and uh, APFS and this recovery partition and what was going to happen and, and my Mojave installers wouldn't run um, for various reasons and et cetera et cetera. So I ended up doing going to Catalina too. Um, oh, and keep in mind that because of, because the SSD is dead, even booting into recovery means I have to boot to Internet recovery, which takes ten to twenty minutes. Oh yeah, so, yeah. This is being like painfully slow and awkward, and every time I make a different decision, it's like another twenty minutes out of my life. Um, right, you know, so right. I, I probably rebooted ten times, you know, trying different things. Because you know, there's the different in recovery. If you if you do Command R, you get one thing. If you do Command Option R, you get another. Right, right. One of them is you get the latest operating system available yeah. for that machine. The other one is you get the operating system that came with the machine, and there's a third one, right? So if you do command R, you're supposed to get the latest one that was on the machine. Right. That but was on it. But where's that information stored? There's no information. <laughs> is dead. So then that, that I got, it wanted to give me Yosemite. And I'm like, no. Uh, so <laughs> that, so then it's like command. That's when you got to know the other one. Yeah. So, so that's when I booted with command option R and that gave me Catalina. And I'm like, fine. I'll take Catalina. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. It's okay. I just don't make me reboot again. <laughs> well, because the MacBook Air. Oh, so here's another thing. You know, target disk mode. Great thing. Hold down the T key at startup, and you mm-hmm. turns your your book into a or whatever computer into a hard disk or an SSD. How'd you case. connect the two Macs? Thunderbolt two. Okay. Old enough to have Thunderbolt 
Thunderbolt ports. Okay. And that was a 2012 MacBook Air, a 2014 iMac. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, but when you do that, when the MacBook Air's drive boots another computer, it's a different computer from iCloud's perspective and Creative Cloud's perspective and SetApp's perspective. Everything says, oh, I don't know what this is. You need to re-authenticate. Mm. And then when you boot back to the MacBook Air normally, it goes, "Woo, I don't know what this is. Basically, oh. you're, you're full of brains every time you do that. And right. so rebooting from the MacBook Air and then booting normally on the MacBook Air caused me to have to re-authenticate all sorts of things. And um, so it was interesting problems doing that as well. It really is a good troubleshooting thing, but not an everyday driver. So I ran into that in a in a really truly horrific way. I had a uh, 2016 MacBook Pro that uh, something failed on it. I forget. Maybe everything. I don't know. It died, and I had a 2013 MacBook Pro. So I took my uh, backup drive, which luckily was an SSD, so I wasn't in the pain you were in, and I booted my older MacBook Pro with it, and or I actually recovered. Um, you know, I was using super duper at the time and I used it to rebuild that back. And so I, I thought I would be fine. Only I had to authenticate on everything and something got tangled in, in iCloud, um, that allowed me to not be able to authenticate into basically everything that I had from the app store. This mm -hmm. was six days before I was doing a presentation at command D Sal Salsagoyans conference. And I was still working on my presentation six days before. So I actually ended up uh, uh, escalating to um, Craig Federighi's office to get somebody to help me because I could not get any help. They told me that something was tangled on the back end and they would send it to engineering, which is basically sending it out to die. <clears throat> so um, I ended up having to contact every single developer and say, can you do me a solid and spot me a license until this gets fixed? And that's where I made my list of favorite developers. <laughs> uh, webcam settings uh, from Mac Terrace, this single developer in China, and he was the first one to respond to me, responded to me in like 15 minutes, said, sure, no problem. Here's your license. And I had to depend on the kindness of strangers to be able to get that Mac to even function. And it was it was a nightmare. I was really surprised. I thought I would just be able to rebuild and I'd be, I had that backup. It would be fine. That's what I'm saying. We, you know, we, we've long said, oh, if you have good backups, you'll be fine. Turns yeah. out this whole recovering thing can take longer than you expect and have more gotchas than you expect. So Let's throw in the entertainment of a T2 chip now. If you have oh, a T2 chip on your Mac, maybe. <laughs> <Get me> started. <laughs> uh, just, just for reference, anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, look up how to, how to uh, boot from an external backup on a Mac with a T2 chip. It's something you need to do now. Right. Not when you have a problem. Right. Yeah. You have to set the drive settings to be able to do it. So, yeah. It's a, and, you know, and and you can see why Apple did it. Increases security, et cetera, et cetera. But security and troubleshooting are, are pretty much diametrically opposed. Yeah. I don't know that you should have a security feature that makes it that you can't recover from a, a backup drive. I, I don't <laughs> think that was the right choice. If nothing else, it should have been in giant letters. What do you care more about? You know, are you a head of state? <laughs> Yeah, right. Then leave it alone. Anybody else, uncheck this box, you know. So uh, do you have a favorite Mac OS? Yeah, it's, that's an interesting question. I mean, the, the easy answer that, that I think most people would give it, would be, oh, Snow Leopard. Um, <laughs> but realistically, I actually don't 
think too much about my 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 OS versions. That what, what about the that, version when we got MultiFinder? What was that? Uh, was that System Seven? Oh, I thought it was System Seven, but I looked seven it up five. and I, I think it was seven, five. seven Five. Okay. I think it was seven five. Yeah. I, so I tell people what MultiFinder is... was, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So so when the Mac started, uh, you could only run one app at a time, and you had to actually quit the app and launch another app. And um, and if we first had a utility called Switcher, which allowed you to to kind of do that without the full quit and relaunch approach, but you still only do one at a time. It, was and it then, in the background, just quitting and opening and quitting and opening? Yeah, I think it was. It was literally just just made, just faking it, so you didn't have to do the same actions. Oh, no, and it then, was System Five, August eleventh, nineteen eighty seven. Maybe MultiFinder was built in. First maybe multi-finder isn't what we're talking about. Maybe that's not the name for it. Huh. No. Um, this is what happens when you go way too back. We'll go back so far. It's like, you just <laughs> well, back in my day. But, but yeah, so, so for what you, you couldn't run multiple apps at once. And, um, Oh, and System it, 7 was when it became a standard integrated part of the operating system. Yeah, it, okay, it good. actually Finder or MultiFinder. It, there were two apps, oh. and that was it. You had to pick one. Got that, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. To me, that was huge, though. I mean, that was, was. that was but one it, of my favorites. So it was huge, although I, I do think that we actually, in some ways, and I, I, I will give some props to the I, iOS and to I, iPad in this regard, um, is that I do think the concept that we, we are multitaskers is overrated. That... Um, People can really only do one thing at a time effectively. I and, swear I can do five. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wrong. And that's just it, is people always overestimate how much they can do. But when they when you know academics have researched this, and it's really pretty clear that you know people just can't do it. That said, you can there are times when you are doing you're not really using multiple apps um, in in interesting ways, but like I'm writing and referring to something that I'm writing about, mm -hmm. and that's running. You need to be able to get to that. Yeah, need to be able to see them both at the same time. I need to run them. So they need to operate simultaneously. But it's not like I'm you know chewing gum and patting my stomach at the same time. You know, it's it's they're, right. they're not different. But the actions. computer is. The computer is. And so, right, precisely. And so, I, so I think Apple actually deserves a little bit of credit for in iOS and and now iPadOS for acknowledging that you don't need to be able to do vastly different things simultaneously, but you do need to be able to sometimes see more than one thing at the same time. I'm not. I don't. The the iPadOS. Um, uh, they call multitasking interface. They call uh, they call it you know split view and side um, slide over. Side Slide over us on the side. No, slide over. Um, I think they're kind of weak, frankly. And the and the they're janky. The yeah, the interaction technique is just weird. Um, I, I've, I I've, I've been using it since the day it came out, and I cannot reliably do it. I, I I get split screen when I was trying to do slide over. I get slide over, and then I go, "Hey, wait a minute! Wasn't that the, there that thing where I could switch between apps and slide over? And then all of a sudden, the thing slides over from the right to the left side, and I don't know how to get it back." And I'm a really sophisticated user, and I can't get it to be consistent. Precisely. Uh, there's been a, there's been a John Gruber's been actually writing about this in Daring Fireball recently. You know, people who've been trying or uh, proposing different multitasking uh, approaches. And yeah, the ATP guys have been talking about it too. Yeah, uh, 
But, you know, Apple's got to do something different because it just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Simple yeah. as that. Maybe yeah. that's what we can ask for in iOS 14. Yeah, actually, we, well, I, yeah, iPad OS 14 anyway. iPad OS 14, yeah. Have, have decent multitasking. Um, that said, I do think, like, you know, the iPhone 10, the Face ID interaction approaches, you know, like swiping up from the bottom of the screen and swiping on the bottom of the screen to switch apps and tapping the screen to wake it up, those kinds of things are, are, are just better. Yeah. So when I go back to a Touch ID phone, I'm like, this isn't working very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it took some getting used to to figure out the gestures. It wasn't real natural right off at the beginning. But once you get the hang of it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I do have a, a theory, though, that I think that uh, Touch ID is best on a phone. And uh, I'm sorry, Face ID is best on a phone and Touch ID is best on an iPad. Because never, ever, 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 ever is my iPad where it can see my face and not tell me that the camera is covered or I'm too far away. I type my password in all day long on my iPad because it goes, nope, I don't know. What are you talking I about? Have, uh, I'm still running on a 10.5 inch iPad Pro with Touch ID, so I haven't used the Face ID. And the, um, that said, I do think, um, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of talk recently about how terrible the cameras in Macs are. Um, you know, even the, you know, the newest, the newest ones have these terrible 720p webcams, mm -hmm. um, which is probably why we don't have face ID because the camera on the Mac is always looking at <laughs> no. your face, right? That's not a problem. <laughs> um, however, um, something I need to write about in 10.15.4, Apple just introduced this. It was in the latest version in accessibility, um, pointer control. Alternate yep. control methods, you can now enable a head pointer. Controlling the pointer by the movement of your head is captured by the camera. Oh, this is, and let's alternate, see, alternate control. Okay, enable alternate, alternate pointer, pointer action. Actions. You can like stick out your tongue to click. This is so cool. Oh man, I have so got to do that. So I should be seeing my cursor move around. You can move your head around. Oh. No. Do I have to go into options to mess with it? Oh, Let's you got to turn it on and off. Oh, yeah. Wait, left kick, right click. No, camera options. Oh, I know what the problem is. It's looking at the wrong camera, and that camera is not looking at me. There we go. Yes, I had the same problem. Well, I'm going to have to mess around with this. Nope. <laughs> My cursor's not moving. Is yours moving? I wish you guys could see the video. Both Adam and I are just sitting here moving our heads around. That's good. That's good audio right there. Oh, it said head pointer failed. I wonder if it's because we're actually on video right now. Oh, yeah. We, we can't have the camera. But then another camera should work. Yeah. I'm switch to a third camera. Because I, 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 I'm using two cameras as well. And, and uh, but in any event, um, I did test it on the MacBook Air when it came out because my MacBook was running this. And it worked. It was, I mean, it was a quick test, but it was like the, holy cats, that's cool. Um, you know, like I don't, and so, so we saw, um, we saw, we've seen some things move from accessibility to like the trackpad controls, right? That, that Apple just built into to iPad OS 13.4. Mm -hmm. Those were accessibility things before. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. It became real and Apple improved them hugely. So there's a couple of other things which clearly need to do this. So one is a voiceover, or sorry, voice dictation mm -hmm. and voice controls, which the accessibility ones are just way better than Siri. Because you can right. just talk at the damn thing. I mean, it just, it's great. <laughs> um, 
And then, and then I think this, you know, the head pointers and other, and, you know, these may be the kind of things that, you know, not now, right. We don't have the cameras for it, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, what you they can could do, focus on, I mean, you can, you know, the cursor can move where you focus. If it can do that, that could be kind of cool. <laughs> oh man. People with disabilities get the best stuff. No fair. <laughs> there's there's a there's riding a, on their coattails there's a cartoon um called lucky uh, i forget what they i forget i think ruben bolin maybe um but he it's he's got a series called lucky duck and it's just like you know the rich the rich the rich guy is always you know getting things and then you know lucky duck um you know who's his poor downtrodden slave wage laborer always comes out better in some way because of you know because <laughs> he's dumped downtrodden and poor it's so like grand lucky duck <laughs> um, so if you like that, you're like, ah. uh, but it's, it's just fascinating that Apple can put these, these, these kinds of features in and, and build them in just because we have cameras in Macs now. And I guess the cameras get better. I have to assume these, these features will get better too. And if, whether you're disabled or not, they could be really cool. Yeah. Like I, I love stuff like this. I mean, I, I think that there's been a lot of interesting, cool features the operating system is itself, as we were saying, dumpster fire. But so many things that I don't think we talk that much about. Like I'm a massive fan of, uh, is it called handoff or uh, and continuity? I can never remember which one's which, but I know they're related. Where I've got, I need to put something onto my onto my iPad or my iPhone, but I'm too lazy to write it over there. I'll write it on my Mac, hit copy, go over to my iPad, and hit paste. And now that I have a good keyboard on the iPad, it's not as big of a deal, but on the phone all the time, all the time, or I take a screenshot over there. Okay. Let me just airdrop it back to my Mac. I mean, it's so easy. I will admit, I don't use many of those features. And the reason is, is that for the longest time, they didn't work worth a damn. Mm. Um, They've gotten better. Um, Those are one of those things. Apple's improved it significantly over the years. Um, And part of it is just that, for a long time, you had to have like the latest hardware. Yeah, sidecar, you definitely do. I don't right. know if you do for these features. Well, you had to have you had to have Bluetooth. You had to have um, Wi-Fi, and it had to be a, a certain, a recently, a new enough Wi-Fi chip okay. that there was actually like ad hoc Wi-Fi that was required for these kinds of things. And so, so for a long time, you would have like one Mac would have it, but your other Mac wouldn't, or, you know, your iPhone would have it, but your Mac wouldn't. So like you, you were trying to use it and it wouldn't work. And so for me, those things were a lot of frustrating for a long time. Um, AirDrop only in the last, you know, like year have I started using. Because yeah. It just oh did- yeah. AirDrop was, <laughs> yeah, come on. It worked like 23% of the time. I don't know what you're whining about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember being on a on a cruise with uh Wally and Wendy Cherinsky and Donna Barbara McAllister and uh Raleigh and Caroline and uh anyway we we were and and Steve and I and we were trying to move photos between us with airdrop and it was hysterical because you know there's like eight or ten of us and every other combination would work. Like I could give to Steve, Steve could give to Raleigh, Raleigh couldn't give to me, but Raleigh could give to Don. <sighs> it was comedic. And there was no I pattern. Said, I I think that I think and I do. I said I do think these features have gotten better. Um, and because you come back to them at some point, you're like, oh, it actually worked. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Well, uh, one of the big things I use it for is I have trouble initiating conversations with people on Android from iMessage on my Mac. Messages on my Mac. Problem. 
Yeah, right. But I can do it on my phone. So I'll write something on on the on the Mac. It'll fail. I just copy, go over to my iPhone and hit paste and it works. So it's because the fa- the Mac is failing that I'm using this other tool. Now, do you have messages in iCloud turned on? Yes. Because I would think if it failed from the Mac, it should still show up on the on the on messages on the phone. The phone you should just be able failed. to tap something there to resend. Yeah, no, no. But then right now it's working to Android people. Because <laughs> <laughs> Apple and Google are on speaking terms again. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Wait, at the at the risk of making it sound like this was a linear conversation, let's close this out. <laughs> what Come is? On, we have to go back to the outline. <laughs> <laughs> What's your vision for tidbits for the next thirty years? You going to keep doing it, or are you are you pretty much done? <laughs> Everything's been said. So, so it's an interesting question, actually, and I don't do. I'm I'm not a big planner. I'm not someone who looks looks forward to the future and like I've got I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm just the kind of person who goes along with the way it's the you know the way things are working. As long as they're working okay, I'm going to keep doing doing things the way they're going. You are so and, my people. Did you ever have people ask you for your five year plan? You're like, <laughs> I don't know. Do this. <laughs> We only had one five-year plan, which we weren't having kids, and then suddenly that got shut down. I'm like, we had a plan. Clearly clearly not worth doing. (laughs) Um, So yeah, no, I I I don't do I don't I mean actually I've I've somewhat learned, and this is me. Just I'm I'm sure this is just me, um, but like. People get all worked up about, ooh, the next iPhone is coming, or ooh, the next Star Trek is coming, or something like that. And they're all excited. There's all this anticipation. I don't pay any attention at all. Because hmm. I, 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 and here's what I think it is. I have a good imagination. I can really imagine what would be just the best if it was true of all of these different things. And so when they actually become real, I'm always disappointed because nothing's as good as my imagination. Oh, interesting. And so, so, you know, for me, there's always something interesting going on in the here and now. And, you know, whether it's iOS 14 or the iPhone 12 or whatever it is, you know, I, it'll happen. And when it happens, I'll be interested in it. And, and then you'll write about it. And then I'll write about it. And until then, Nothing I can do is really going to make any difference in mm. how the world reacts to it or how I think about it or anything like that because I don't know what the answer I don't know what the details are. So right, so I, so I don't do future stuff in a big way simply because the future will happen when it happens and I can I can react to it appropriately at that point. Uh, and 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 to be fair. Um, you know, I'm doing stuff I like, you know, like if I didn't like what I was doing, I might be planning to do something different. <laughs> that is, the, that is the key. You found your passion, you found what you love. And so you're going to keep doing it. So Monday, there'll be another tidbit. We'll be a mon- an issue on Monday and okay. next Monday and the Monday after that. Oh, so your, 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 your vision goes out three weeks. Yeah, I can do three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, people said, oh, you know, here's to another 30 years. And I'm like, I'll be 82 then. Hmm. <laughs> You'll be like oh, that lady uh, of Boeing. <laughs> lady of Boeing, right. I'm not sure that I want the 60-year anniversary. <laughs> that might be too much. 50, I mean, 50 would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That- years. Right? I mean, that's, an, I mean, I, I, 20 more years, I would be, I would be 72. <laughs> well, look at it this way. Uh, I'm asymptotically getting closer to you. 
<laughs> All right. Well, here's to uh, here's to the next three weeks, Adam. Congratulations. Uh, couldn't could not possibly be happier for you guys. This is uh, this is truly an accomplishment. Uh, let people know where they would find tidbits. Well, they can go to tidbits.com, a domain that I have owned for many, many years. It's not been 30 years, but it's probably not a lot less. Okay. I registered at tidbits.com with Network Solutions back when that was the only way to get a domain name. Well, and, uh, yeah. and so you'll own that for at least the next three weeks. <laughs> no, because see, that's one of those future things. I don't even think about when my domain's going to expire. Someone just tell you know, my my domain registrar just tells me, and then I renew it. <laughs> Is there a way to follow you guys on Twitter? Sorry, uh, Twitter link to or Twitter as well. Uh, yes, you you can tweet to us at tidbits at tidbits or at Adam Angst, But you know, honestly. I don't think a whole lot of Twitter. I don't think I think much less of Facebook. So send me email like like normal sane people. All right. And how would they do that? Tidbits.com. Adam at tidbits.com. Ace at tidbits.com. You got to use them. Ace. Ace.com works as well. But ace at tidbits.com is what, what is, what's everywhere. You know, it's one of those things where people are like, oh, then you'll go, don't you get a little spam? Look, I've been getting spam for 30 years. Well, actually, I've been getting spam since spam started. <laughs> my email address has been the same since spam started putting it out there one more time does not make any difference i don't think it makes any difference either i post mine on my website i post it publicly everywhere on twitter and i get spam but you know everybody it, does i'm gonna change it and you know maybe if you completely came up with a new address and domain it would be free of free of spam for a little while i just think it's just it's one of those one of those it's not even a losing game it's just like spam is like weather now you just ignore it Uh, (laughs) and uh but uh but anyway so so now so you have something to look forward to now you've been doing nasilicast for 15 years and in 30 years you can be blase like me no (laughs) (laughs) all right well maybe you could uh write about me in in another 15 years you know, it's a deal. When I do my 45th anniversary <laughs> and you're doing your 30th, we'll get back together again and, 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 and see where we've been. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, Adam. This was a blast. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCast ways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack, or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.